0: Hello and welcome to Tell the Damn Story. How you doing, Alex? I am I am fine, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know why? Yes, I'm you doing are. Great? Because why are you I doing I am in the presence <laughs> of Alex Simmons? And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that for 35 years, three, Alex five. Simmons has been an award-winning freelance writer of plays. Books and comics he has written for disney books (laughs) penguin random house simon and schuster marvel dc and archie comics to name a few and he's also the creator of the acclaimed adventure comic book and novel series blackjack simmons (laughs) is also a writing coach teaching artist, and guest speaker. And he has had master classes and workshops in the U.S., the West Indies, Africa, and Europe. I get around. By the way, Alex Simmons, in his spare time, co-created the annual family event, Kids Comic Con, and three art exhibits. That's who y'all are listening to, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Alex Simmons. Yes, and I get
1: to hang with Mr. Christopher Ryan, who has experience as an award-winning reporter. That's right. He's been experienced. He's had experience as an I'm award-winning reporter. Right. An award-winning reporter, a teacher, a sketch comedy writer, a performer, an actor, a producer. And he's helped write independent films and comics. I mean, this guy is just all over. These days, he's even focusing on writing fiction with four independent novels, traditionally published short stories, and a major indie publishing project in the works. Right now, man, he's on it, right? Right. And he also serves, he also serves as the secretary for the New York chapter of the Horror Writers Association. That is... Is who we have here in Mr. Christopher Ryan. This is who I get to sit with. How you doing yeah, there, Chris? I'm
0: doing good. And between the <laughs> two of us, we're going to try and share some information about how you too can tell the damn story. That's right. That's Not right. right. That's why we right. be here. So, Alex, you know we like to uh, start with challenges of the week. Yeah. Uh, what was your challenge this week? Your creative challenge this week.
1: Yeah, you know. Um... I've been at, you've heard the intro, folks, you heard all the things that I've done. You've heard all the things that Chris does. And I've been at this for a number of years and I've run into a lot of different projects. So just all kinds of projects from from kids, books to films, to plays, stage plays and all that. And so you would think that by this time, I knew how to just step into the ring and duke it out with whatever project I come up against, Yeah. You know? But I got to say that uh, this past year, I learned that there's definitely three classes in the writing game. There's the heavyweights, the middleweights, and the lightweights. And although I am not a lightweight by any stretch, I think I've now determined that I'm somewhere in the middle middleweight range when it comes to certain challenges. Because I encountered a writing challenge over this past year that was just kicking my butt. It was It was hard for me to write it was not something i'd never done before it was a project that was very much in my my wheelhouse and yet for some reason it was arduous difficult i was i was dry as a bone some days i had trouble putting together phrases concepts even though i had even mapped out the thing in sort of a beat sheet or an outline form it was just whopping me and it was it was taking my best punches so, you know, after a while, you realize that you have a couple of choices here. You either quit, you know, yeah. you just say, OK, I can't do this, man. There's no way. It's, it's one. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. You know, all those negative things that we tell ourselves, you know, no matter what level we're at, we're, all that negativity comes forward. Or you make a promise to yourself one way or the other. You're going to promise to be professional or you promise to to, to to tough it out or whatever that promise is but it's got to be a promise that helps you move forward. So I made a promise to myself that you know, I realized it was it was hard, it was I was in jeopardy of losing the assignment, all of these things, and I said, "Okay, the only thing I'm going to promise is that I will complete this." Hmm. Whether I lose the assignment or not, I will complete this. I will keep working on it and I will make it through to the end. Sure. And I hoped that in that process, I would learn why this one challenge was so difficult. Yeah. All right now, Did here. Well, here, here's the here's the thing. No, <laughs> you know, okay. I could speculate. I can speculate. You know, I mean, a we had a pandemic. We had a number of other things yeah. that, you know, the the financial things, world crisis, all these things that were going on. A lot of negative stuff in the air. One could say that maybe on a subconscious level, I was carrying more of this these boulders uphill than I thought. Okay. But I think the, the 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 bottom line here is even if I never truly become clear as to why this was so difficult, committing to the promise to complete, committing to, and you break it down to a certain amount of writing every day, even if it's if all you can eke out is a few sentences or a passage or a page, but committing that every day, I'm gonna work on this, I'm gonna force myself or condition myself to work on this, push through. And yeah, and as we've said here on the show many times, sometimes it's gonna suck. Whatever you write, it's gonna look like trash. What am I doing? I'm not a professional. This looks like garbage, but the understanding is get through it. Put it down, get through it. And then at the end of that, you can now turn around and go back and work on it to make it what it needs to be
0: yeah i mean i'm a big believer and if you let it suck it's way better than the empty page Mm. you can always make it suck less that's called rewriting yep and rewriting is part of the process i always taught that to my students it's part of the process it's not punishment Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's that's the part you should look forward to because you got your idea down and now you can polish it when i'm in a situation like yours, um, I absolutely con myself. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'll, I'm, listen, I'm just going to get one sentence more. All right, that's cool. What would I do after that? All right, one one sentence more. One sentence. Well, let's get to the end of that paragraph. And we'll see how it goes. All right, what would I do next? <laughs> and I really minimize until the flow's going and I don't have to consciously ask myself what's next yet, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know everybody in my head knows what's going on (laughs) (laughs) and we play the game and and get to it um in that big project you mentioned in my intro uh today I'm I'm hitting a little bit of a wall so I took the Uh information I had on the current profile I'm doing and I put it in order and I moved it a little bit so that it was you know not the same as other stuff I was doing and then Mm -hmm just have pieces. And that took me for the writing time I had before we were going to record. So I was productive. And then I think after recording, it'll be peanut butter and jelly and then come back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So wait, wait, let me just, let me just make sure that I got it. So you weren't, uh, your mindset wasn't something that allowed you to do some, some clear writing, But you did take the time to organize her.
0: Right. I took the information I did have. Right. Yeah. And I organized it together. So in my eye, you know, when I'm looking at it, it looks mostly done. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm all right, now I I can salvage. That's like uh, a princess bride. He's only mostly dead. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we can revive him. You know, that's right. Yeah. You know, you just kind of, you just kind of, okay, that gets me forward. And there you go. So,
1: yeah. Cool beans. um,
0: well, hopefully that, uh, you did get to the end of the, did you, you got to the end of that project? You got I got project to the end? end
1: of the, of the, of what I would consider the, the, the first draft. Okay. Uh, I got, I, I wrestled through the rough draft, got to the first draft. I'm now in rewrites. All right. So yeah. has, is it getting easier? Yes. And the, because there's some, um, uh, research information that's just as being as evasive as possibly can be. That's been the arduous part now. Okay. Before it was conjuring up certain things. Now it's just like I gotta find some particular
0: facts and figures, and then that'll even be easier still. That's cool. So we're hoping, ladies and gentlemen, that in talking about these kind of challenges, you see similar ground and hearing us wrestle with how to get it done helps you get yours done. Yes, please so there you go. Please. Um so please, it's baby, okay baby, please. You, Yes, so yes that's right yeah. sometimes you sometimes you do say that to a story or sometimes the computer please baby baby please, yeah, please, please you know. just come on yeah. you know um challenges this week there were several this week but you know that's most of the time that's good stuff and that's fun or funny mm. you know um i thought i was going to transpose an interview very easily this week <laughs> and my transpose uh transpose posing uh uh
1: transposition education yeah, 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 program yeah, yeah. said
0: yeah. no <laughs> so i wound up having to do it myself uh listening and typing and and i was laughing the whole time because you know it's i got it done and it was a fun and interesting lesson but there you go but the challenge i want to talk about this week uh a lot of us are finding ourselves dealing with this. So I'm hoping Mm. that it's helpful. And it's the walking the fine line between creative impulse, creative inspiration and cancel culture. Mm. And Mm. uh, to illustrate this, I want to talk about um, a character of mine that um, made her debut in the Christmas teaser from soul scream anthology yes. which in fact is the big project i'm working on the first official issue that's that will soul be out this scream winter. soul yeah. scream anthology yeah. and um in december we put out a, a three story and a couple of articles and I was a little you know very uh affordable little christmas themed uh teaser a appetizer of, oh, there is, yeah. yeah yeah this is what this format will be like and desdemona made her first Uh, appearance there and the character I'm talking about is Desdemona de la Cruz and she as you might have surmised from her name she is Latina um I am not a Latina no I I figured that out yeah and we have had had these conversations before Mm -hmm. you know about what you can and cannot do Mm -hmm. but um I wanted to approach the conversation this time from this theory. I came by her ethnicity honestly. And therefore, I think I'm in the clear. Let me explain. Okay, when I um when Desdemona came to me, her she only had the name Desdemona. And what I knew was she lived in Brooklyn. And part of the reason she lived in Brooklyn was um, one of my former students is a DJ down there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of hers. And I think she's just, you know, she's living an artistic life on her, uh, on you know, on her her terms, completely on her terms. And that's inspiring to me, you know, uh, as I'm reinventing my own life and uh so i didn't she's a dj uh desdemona uh just came to me as a a, she's gigging she's a a musician gigging around brooklyn Mm -hmm. so i was going to include some illustrations of her when i put her in this project so i went on fiverr and looked around and i just connected with this one artist described that we had a we still have a great working relationship. And the first assignment uh, he did for me was illustrating Desdemona based on my verbal descriptions mm-hmm. and was when Desdemona came back, she was Latina. You, uh, that's exactly what she looked like. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, She looked like my hero, former student who was a TJ (laughs) in Brooklyn. So much so that, you know, I I wondered whether she would model for me, but girlfriend is busy and very successful. So God bless her. Um, So I was like, all right, then she's a Latina. I said, you know, let's keep her like this out of respect for this guy's artistic um, uh, inspirations. Mm -hmm. And um, she still looked like she's from Brooklyn. And it all started coming to me. She's second or third generation. You know, you know how that happens when you know your parents might come from like my ancestors come from Spain, then Cuba, then here, and Ireland. But a generation or two in, you're American. <laughs> right. And all of that is background, right? Yeah. She is American. Desdemona is American. Her parents might have done, you know, gone back and forth. Um that was weird. Anything going on your side? From yeah, me? I'm yeah. seeing a, it there was a band that. of snow there uh, at the top yeah, there. Yeah. I fixed it. Um so I said, let's let's honor the artist. So her name is uh the artist's name is Juan Cruz uh Pratt. Mm-hmm. So she's Desdemona de la Cruz, right? of the cruise, right? Of this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's how she got a latina last name because my guy is working in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's not why I hired him. I hired him because of his art. But I'm respecting that he made her look latina. And and there's the name. But mm-hmm. she's written as a Brooklyn person, you know. Um I, I haven't even discovered whether she's Bilingual or not yet. I don't know. You know, she might be well, like my wife, who can understand uh um Italian and speak a little of it and understand Spanish and speak a little of it, but she wouldn't consider herself bilingual or got you. like that. Got you. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's the takeaway. Do you come upon what you're writing or the character you're developing? honestly if Mm. you're standing there or sitting there at the table saying you know what i gotta jam a uh trans person in here because you know they're trending now yeah they're trending that's not honest and you deserve the hell storm that'll come down on you (laughs) because it, it you know everyone will see through that yeah but if you're honest and and then honest is backed up with research i've done you know, you know. I always do those bio, uh, uh mm-hmm.
1: those uh, character bios. Yeah, those character bios yeah.
0: on my characters. Now, I know Desdemona right down to her bank account. I know what she can and cannot do. I know, um, she can now do some supernatural stuff. So I'm still learning some of that. But as right. far as her earthly life, I've done my research, mm-hmm. and and I'll take you know, if someone comes. You know my way. tries to give But, some but
1: that's that's yeah, that's different. That's sure. that's someone offering their opinion, solicited or unsolicited, right? About whether or not they feel you should have the right to blah blah blah. Yeah. And and I know how we've talked about that. Uh, and hey, you know, I got your back. But the yeah, other well, thing too you. is, you know, in reality, I mean, in in true, not macrocosm, but ma- microcosmic reality, mm-hmm. any writer who writes about only themselves right is safe from that kind of criticism but the moment you write about other people (laughs) anything yeah you've now crossed that line so it's just a matter of like how far are you going to allow someone else to cross the line because hey you're out there if you're a male writing about male and female characters well you haven't lived as a female so okay okay certain amount of time research honesty truth you got to put into that same thing with colors cultures yeah. uh t- territory and then how about oh let's let's get really deep Walt Disney created a mouse character okay. now, you know did he live as a mouse in order to do research on that right, no right, right. so you know different you, world yeah
0: you gotta cut in some slack you know you know uh the first Mallory and Gunner novel they go down to uh an actual Wonder. It was like the eighth wonder of the world. It's a little stationary store. Mm -hmm. And you've seen them in New York City. Mm -hmm. You can get in. You may not be able to turn around. Right? It's that narrow. But they have a thousand products in there. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there was an Indian guy running the place. And, And I was in this reading group. And there was an Indian woman there. She says, well, you can't use him. It's a stereotype. I said, have you, have you been to New York city? It's a reality of New York city. I come by that information, honestly, because I've been in those stores. I've speak, spoken to these people. So I'm not writing them because he's a stereotype. I'm writing him as a New Yorker.
1: Yeah. You're writing the reality.
0: And, and yeah, that, you know, here's,
1: here's something too, that backs up also what you're saying, um, some students of mine. I know we're we're sort of going off on a tangent here for a moment, yeah, but, I, I, mean, think but I think it's valid. I think it's valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have students coming. You know, in my in my uh, screenwriting courses, I have students coming from all over the world, literally. And one of the films that we analyze is um, Pelham One, Two, Three. Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. The first one. Or the they... first one. Yeah,
0: yeah. The first one. one. First one first... is so worth it.
1: Yeah, the first one is so worth it for 101 reasons. But one of the things that stands out to my students is that when they see that film, when they look at that film, they see New York City. Yeah. It it is in the the structures, it is in the the, the set design, quote unquote, is we we shot the streets, we shot the subway stations, mm-hmm. we shot the trains as they are as they were. And then more importantly, the mixture of people right right it's not like sorry folks it's not like seinfeld you know where you're going through certain neighborhoods that you know are far more mixed than that but yeah. it don't look it on this show but in yeah. this the 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 genders the the types the cultures the language the clothing everything says yeah this yeah. world is is palpable and, and i would add important. for that,
0: that that the clothing in there consistently helps to tell the story yeah there's the civil service guys and their clothing mm-hmm. is so civil service you know and then there's some people with a little more money some yep. other people with you know uh on the train there's such a mix of people oh, on yeah. the train you yeah. can tell what neighborhoods they're from almost That's right from That's what right. they're wearing and someone did their homework great yes. storytelling.
1: So back to um, what you were saying is, yeah. If my you lesson come b-
0: for today is yeah. come, to, come to it honestly. There you go. Do your research.
1: There you go. There you go. And
0: that brings us, Alex Simmons. <laughs> we talked about your challenge. We talked yeah. about my challenge. And now it's time for us to challenge the listeners. And yeah. If I remember correctly, this week, you're going to challenge the listeners.
1: Yeah, I'm going to challenge them because some of what I was talking about, and what you were talking about are challenges absolutely that we have faced more than once. This big one was, was a tough one for me. It's one of the toughest I've ever faced. But, you know, we've, we've gone up against difficult situations before. I want to know for the listeners. Now, please, folks, come on. Listeners and those of you who who who, who check out our, our Facebook page, um, sincerely, I love you. I love you. Thank you for keep coming back. But I want you to open up your mouth, open up your fingertips on the keyboards here. Oh, my seriously, God. Seriously, seriously, take a moment, take a minute and a half to tell us what is your, what is the greatest writing challenge you face? What is that thing that that holds you up or slows you down or sometimes just full-on stops you? Yeah. What's your writing challenge? Just mm-hmm. take a moment to just throw that in there uh, Chris and I will, A, most assuredly respond to this. That's and we'll correct. mention, yep, yeah, we will respond to it there in the writing, but also in the next, you know, in the, one of our shows, we'll do that. And then, Chris,
0: what else do they get for participating? Well, for participating, one of you will win a copy of one of Blackjack's adventures. That's right. And, and it'll be autographed, not only by me, Smidley, but also, yes, <laughs> <domestically laughs> over there, Alex Simmons. Yay! And, uh, we'll get that to you you will ask you we'll dm you and ask you for your address a mailing stuff. address yeah
1: absolutely and, absolutely uh,
0: it's a fun thing to have and we're doing it because we want to hear from you and we want to make this uh fun all the way around so and, and, uh, and let exactly. us know with you what and, your challenges are there.
1: and the other thing too is contrary to popular belief yes we do love the sound of our own voices but, but that's not why we do this show at all no so we do i do it show. to listen to
0: alex's voice
1: yeah exactly and i love looking <laughs> at chris's head yeah but here's the deal the bottom line is we want to help we want to share because folks were there for us we want to be there for others that's just plain and simple straight up what it is
0: so take advantage
1: of that there so you know. chris what's next
0: hey. what's well next? it's time for check it out <laughs> so, check it out is uh, we do it every week, and you know, we talk about something that we saw or listened to or came across or read or experienced that we think there's some merit for other creatives to check it out. So, Alex, you want to go first? You want me to? No, go? no, you go first. You go first. All right. So, um, we all know uh, that Jeremy Renner was in a oh, God, uh, yeah. horrible wow. accident. Mm. Uh, actually, he was trying to save his nephew. Mm-hmm. He put the brake. Uh, he saw his nephew was in the way of his big cat, uh, Snow Clear, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and he put it on the brake on, but he didn't put the emergency brake on. The regular brake should have been enough. But uh, when he got out to make sure the kid was safe, it kept going. And he tried to jump on to make sure you know, he, he he could stop it and instead it ran over him and he broke 30 bones and he's in recovery and we all wish him well and all that sort oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I personally think he's a great actor. Um, and tied to that is um, on Paramount Plus season two of a vehicle that stars him
1: mm-hmm. on the
0: pun didn't mean mm-hmm. it uh, Mayor of Kingstown
1: mm-hmm. came
0: out and For those of you who um, are uh, writers, artists, filmmakers, I highly recommend going back, watching season one, and then watching season, what the couple episodes that are out of season two of Mayor of Kingstown. And here's why it is a great seminar on. How to Make the Utterly Preposterous Work. (laughs) This is a show that in no way should it suck us in and have us on the edge of our seats about the reality of the show because it's nuts. It's a crazy show. Um, A friend of mine was a correctional officer. He did live in a up to upstate New York town that had one or two, uh, if you stretch out the town a little bit, maybe three prisons in the area. So a lot of the local people were correction officers and stuff, but in this show, Jeremy Renner's character is the go-between, between the criminal element, the prisoners, the correction officers, and the police. And he wields a lot of power and influence And as things get more and more heated, he becomes more and more of a key uh, 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 player in all of it. It is a fascinating and fun show, but the writing and the acting sell this preposterous (laughs) plot scene episode after episode scene after scene line after line it is an amazing exercise that i find very freeing because if you can sell this one <laughs> you know it's the same thing like with the star wars uh uh um franchise you know the actors uh the original actors uh, uh, said George Lucas's lines were impossible to say but because they were committed professionals they found the way to say it convincingly mm. and sold the reality of that nutty space opera you know and this is you know this is a prison town opera and uh well worth the investment I mean you got to be able to you know, if if you can't handle crime, run away. Yeah. Uh, but but that's my chal- That's my uh, check it out for the week because uh, again, big big Rena fan, but largely it's his talents and the cast around him that make this show compelling. You, you know
1: it's it's funny the writing just,
0: too. The writing's amazing.
1: I'll just quickly piggyback off of what you said and just mention another show that that hit me in a similar manner, uh, but a different uh genre was uh dexter the uh, original series dexter how the heck do you sell a series about a serial killer as the protagonist you know the, the hero hero for what's worth yeah you know? the hero of the show i mean yeah. it's you know this is and and he's still doing the atrocious things that if he was just one notch to the right we would be hoping that somebody would hunt him down and kill him but yeah. you know, it, it was like fascinating how they put that together. I only watched it for one season, right? Because one of my sons was into it. And I'm saying, okay, if he's gonna watch it, I'm gonna be watching it. Um, uh, but once he went off to college, I went, no, that's okay. I don't, I don't really want to watch this anymore. <laughs> but again, eight seasons and now it's back, it's yeah. been rebooted and it's back. So that 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 an original concept, remarkable. Now, uh just because do, of time here, I'm gonna do you quickly. have a check it out. Yes, I do I do have a check it out uh, on a different different sort of plateau. Um, again the check it out is what inspired us this week. so he was inspired by that and and again Jeremy we we wish you uh, a speedy recovery and a full yeah, recovery full, full recovery, full recovery um my my inspiration actually is coming from uh, my students um as I mentioned earlier, I have students, in different capacities as the screenwriting students i run into there's some individual students that i'm working with and then there are the students i'm meeting at some of the appearances that i'm going to where i'm teaching classes or doing author visits and things like that and in particular i'm looking at the students that i've been working with now for the past year these are younger group um late teens uh to like late 20s and i am Truly inspired and amazed and uh see rays of hope, rays of hope uh from these folks. Because if you think about the 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 passage of time that we've been dealing with just the past eight years, eight to ten years, uh, with all the things that have gone on, and I'm not going to get political here, I'm just gonna say that there's a lot of divisiveness, a lot of a lot of intense anger and attacks on people and things like this, and uh just really, really dire moments in this, the, you know, the the things about the ecology and um, the the pandemic, all of these things that weigh, weigh you down and could weigh you down to the point of where, you know, you just want to eat sand and die. And I have run into and had the privilege and the honor of working with a number of young people, again, from different parts of the world. And they're, they got they got their gloves on, they got their sleeves rolled up, and they're going, bring it cuz I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to I'm going to create this. I'm going to show that. And 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 it goes from the the type of stories and films and things they want to write goes from the absolute absurd comedic to social commentary. Uh it spans the globe uh with um you know with like civil rights. And when I say civil rights, I don't mean just black and white and sort of thing, but the rights of women and the rights of one cast versus another cast. It is just amazing to see their determination. And sometimes that determination is shown not with fiery eyes and, and a powerful voice, but with a, a diminutive sized individual sitting there in a quiet t- voice and tone and expressing to me very passionately what it is they want to say with their work and why. And these are amazing things to see. And as I said, you know, with with the doom and gloom media uh, barrage that we're constantly uh, being hit with, it is inspiring uh, to see this. And it makes me happier still that I can get up every day and go out there and do whatever I can to help them on their way towards their goals because they deserve it. And we as a world and as a people absolutely need it. So that's that's what I, I have to say today for that. And um, thank you, guys. Thank you, folks, kids, young people, future folk. Thank you for 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 those moments of inspiration and hope.
0: There you go. So if you know some young students, check them out and get some of that positive. And back them up, too. That's back right, them up. Support you know. them. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've gone through us through the show this far and that means you have earned a reward. <laughs> I know you've all been waiting for it, salivating for it, longing for it. Climb on in, ladies and gentlemen. Put on your seat belts because it's time to ride the Alex Simmons time. Alex, what do you got for us today on the Alex Simmons Time Machine?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm I'm going to say this this way, um, and it actually kind of ties into what I was saying just a few minutes ago. Um, I love Star Trek. Yeah, you know, I had somebody ask me, you know, do you like Star Trek or Star Wars? And I said Star Trek, you know, more than Star Wars. And they went, oh no, that's that, and they they went all crazy on me for a moment. <laughs> and I and then I explained what it is that I love about Star Trek, and it's a simple thing. It's a simple thing, and it harkens not only back to the 1960s when the show first started, but it's been sort of a through line of all of the incarnations, the Star Trek incarnations over the decades. So one is the big one, the big, big one is that the future, according to Star Trek, says we made it. Mm
0: -hmm. We,
1: We didn't annihilate the planet. It isn't a dust bowl floating in space with people eating each other to survive, you know, and that that, you know, especially one who's who's raised kids, you know, I don't want to leave them that. I want to leave them, you know, a world that maybe they can save or or at least exist in more comfortably, so forth and so on. So, A, Star Trek has always represented hope. Yeah, we get out in the space and we screw up something else, but at least we didn't destroy the planet. And and that's that's part of the kid in me, who was maybe, uh, I think it was 11 years old, when I went to the New York state uh world's fair in queens back in the 1960s as well and there it was all these exhibits of the future and the Mm -hmm. future looked good you know that that phrase i've seen the future and it works well the future they showed us said that it would work and i would like to believe that if we keep working towards that that maybe the future will work and that we can have something along the lines of a star trek kind of world where there's still green grass and trees and rivers that people can swim in and and fish can live in and mountains that you can climb and yes there'll be cities and there'll be you know contraptions and technology that'll do this and do that but more harm, harmoniously you know living more in harmony with 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 the planet as opposed to again trying to escape it because we we flushed it down the universal toilet, yeah, so that's, that's, you know that's where I come from to this this week. And you know the World's Fair, yet. Star Trek, yeah,
0: we're not there yet, but we can see it from our porch. Um, there, there was some news item I saw the other day that said um, the hole in the ozone layer is starting to heal. huh ah. I took a lot of hope from that. Um, ah. I didn't even double check to make sure it was true. I just wanted to take hope from it. <laughs> yeah. So right, really. I guess I'll yeah. take any scrap I can yeah. and uh, we'll see where we go. Yeah. All right. So um, that, that's a, a, a good positive note to end up on. Uh, remember, we have to remind people of their challenge. That's right, folks. Write in what is your greatest writing
1: challenge. What holds you up, blocks you, makes you stop, or or you have to wrestle through with great difficulty, whatever it is, drop in a line here on 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 whatever uh, streaming the comment service you're section listed, below, the yeah. comment section below, or on our Facebook page, or send us an email, whatever the heck it is. But take a moment or two just to let us know, and and we'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. There you
0: go. All right. Okay. And uh, next week we'll come in with more thrills, chills. <laughs> challenges and check it out and chuckles yes right. <laughs> we'll have some chuckles yeah. and then we'll all strap in to the alex and simmons time machine and see what <laughs> alex has for us so ladies and gentlemen thank you again for spending some time with us let us know what you think about the new format alex it's always an honor
1: absolutely captain absolutely always a all pleasure everybody. take Fades. care everybody live long and prosper <laughs> yeah, yeah that, what he said